0: To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCOA. The available AKG 36-speaker sound system in the Cadillac Escalade provides
1: 360-degree sound. Not just here, or here, but everywhere. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving.
2: Everyone and welcome to Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast. My name is Jake Watroba, and joining me, as always, is Steven Jodran and Armand Kafai. On today's episode, it's part two of our conversation with Alexi Lawless on Christian Pulisic. If you haven't yet, go back and listen to part one, where we dive deeper into Greg Berhalter's tactics. As always, follow the show on Twitter at Uncle Sam Soccer Pod, we always enjoy and appreciate your comments and feedback. You can find the show on any major podcast platform, so make sure you subscribe to the show and leave us a five-star review. Now, let's get to today's episode. Alexia, I wanted to ask you about Christian Pulisic. Me and Stephen, uh, before we recorded, we're talking um, on the phone and basically wondering, is he really cut out to be this this team's number 10. I mean, I'd like to get your take on that because to me, I feel like he's better suited to play out wide. Whereas I, obviously he's the the best player on this team and he gets put into that number 10 role. But where do you see him uh, in this cycle playing?
1: Okay. So first off, uh, I would take issue with uh, the fact that he's the best player on the team. If Christian Pulisic was the exact same player that he is right now. Okay. But he was playing, uh, let's say up in, um, up in New England for Brad Friedel or something like that. Would you still say he's the best player on the team? Uh, I would argue that you wouldn't. And that's that's okay. I mean, look, perception forms reality. And so the, you know, the big transfer, the fact that he's been playing over in, uh, in Borussia Dortmund and now he's going to Chelsea. And look, he is, he's a wonderful player. He's a wonderful talent. So that, that would be my first question. My second uh, statement would be, uh, I, I like him out wide. I think, I think he's more comfortable out wide. I think he is more dangerous out wide, but once again, you put him out wide and who now plays that, that central position. Cause he, you know, he doesn't look comfortable when he is surrounded by players and it's almost as if we're forcing it uh, We're forcing it on the player who doesn't want to be in that position all the time. So, you know, once again, Greg Berhalter is going to have to figure that out. And is it a situation where Christian Pulisic has to be on the field? Uh, Do you even do Can you even contemplate or fathom a situation where Christian Pulisic is not part of the 11 simply because he just doesn't fit? And I'm I'm asking these questions. I don't necessarily have answers, but these are the questions that we're going to be asking going forward. Now, I think Christian Pulisic is going to come good. I think he's going to be an important part of the national team going forward. But like you said, it's just finding out what that that appropriate position where he is at his best and therefore makes the team better. That's Greg Burhalter's job, and I don't think we have quite seen that yet from a national team perspective.
0: Wait, wait, wait. Let me. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but are you su- suggesting Christian Pulisic might not be the best player within the U.S. men's national team p- talent pool?
1: Sure. I mean, well, I, I don't understand why you would say he's the best player just because just because he plays at Borussia Dortmund, just because he got a transfer to Chelsea. Well, I mean, you, the, your best player—it it can be anybody. The best player in, let's say, 1998 World Cup for the U.S. national team was Frankie Hadick. Okay, the so you know some of the best players in uh, in the 2020 or 2002 World Cup were Landon Donovan and uh, Demarcus Beasley. So, I mean, it it just once again the the perception of a player is one mm-hmm. thing the actual play if, if you didn't know anything about the players on the field the other day in terms of their background what their transfer fee was what their history was if you were just you know some alien that was dropped down that you knew about soccer and you were watching the national team would you have looked at Christian Pulisic and said that is the best player on the national team i mean that so they, these are the questions that we have to ask and that's not that's not crazy. I don't think that's uh, that's a crazy thing to, thing to happen. It doesn't mean that he can't be the best player on the national team and the most important player going forward. But right now, it's still it's still early days. And I think he's still trying to figure out how he fits in and is going to integrate into a Greg Berhalter type of system. And I think Greg Berhalter is trying to figure out what the best position is for this player who is undeniably talented.
0: Well, I think, it, I think a good comparison could be Will Trapp, who in the friendlies in the fall, everyone was, was heavily criticizing him, but this past weekend, he was a, a vital part of Berhalter's system. And Let me ask you this. In the larger grand scheme of things, who is the most important player right now within the U.S. men's national team?
1: Oof. Um, so you mentioned, you, you mentioned Will Trapp. Uh, and, you know, I, I agree with you that I I have seen something new and I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's new and different, but I've seen something improved in, in Will Trapp. And he is, he he is winning me over, let's say. Uh, and I think, (laughs) you know, there's a comfort level with Greg Berhalter. I think he understands exactly how Greg Berhalter wants to play. Um, you know, (laughs) Jurgen Klinsmann for so long talked about taking players out of their comfort zone. And I think Greg Burhalter has tried to say, I'm going to put as many players into their comfort zone as possible and give, give them the best possible chance to, uh, uh, to succeed. You know, I do think, look, if you're going to play out of the back uh, and you're going to have a commitment of playing out of the back, one of your most important uh, per- people is, is your goalkeeper and the ability to play those little balls over the top to your outside backs the ability to get the ball back after you've played it short and to switch the field of play, the ability not to panic under uh, under pressure. So ultimately, if it's Zach Stefan, whoever it ends up being right there, I think if that's the way the U.S. team is going to play going forward, and that means it's going to play it come hell or high water, I think that's huge, not just saving the ball, but honestly, the ability to play out of the back and not panic from a goalkeeper's perspective is going to be very, very important going forward. And look, you know, this team also doesn't have yet the the return of or the possible return of a return of something like uh, like Josie Altidore and a guy that you know that is going to get you goals on a consistent basis and I you know Jossie scored the other day but it was a you know strange type of fluke goal um, and are you comfortable playing with a guy like Jossie Zardes up top when you have uh, a Josie Altidore who's coming back who's done it year after year but we also know is older is also susceptible to injury and does he even fit into the system under Greg Berhalter?
3: Final question, Alexi. USA obviously has another friendly against Chile coming up. What are you specifically looking for to see in that friendly? Is it progress? Is it certain roles? being?
1: What are you looking for? So I'm, I'm looking because I, I think there's going to be a bunch of changes, um, which is fine because Greg Berhalter has to see the players. But, you know, I would, be, I, I, I would be disappointed if the way they play changes. And so once again, you know, for example, that, the, the right back position that we talked so much about, whether it's, whether it's Tyler Adams or anybody else, they have to play it in the way that Greg Berhalter wants that position played. And so whoever ends up being the quote-unquote right back, that hybrid type of, of movement and that transition from how they come out, how they, how they defend with the right back and how they attack with a much more central uh, player that comes from the right back position, that shouldn't change. If this is your style, if this is the way you're going to play that the players all understand and it shouldn't change regardless of personnel. Maybe we see a Michael Bradley come in and uh, you know, now the good part is that, you know, the young buck will, uh, uh, you know, will trap is really kind of set that, set that bar. And so now Michael has to come in and figure out a way to prove, Hey, I know I'm the old buck now, but, um, but I still, I, I still can do the, uh, do the job. And then look, I know, I know a lot of people watched the game the other day and were disappointed that, we didn't create a lot of chances and so you know, that's a part of the game that obviously has to, uh, you know, has to be worked on. And we want, I think defensively we're solid, but a lot of that had to do with the opposition. But creating opportunities and having somebody that's ultimately going to put the ball in that we are confident is going to get a goal. I mean, I think that's really, really crucial going forward to have to have a much better attacking type of performance against Chile than we did against Ecuador.
2: Alexi, we always appreciate your time. It's uh, it's time for our shameless plug here, so uh, feel free to plug away your Twitter, the the podcast, <laughs> your music, whatever it may be. You have the floor.
1: Uh, well, we talked about the music. So new album coming out this summer, and that'll be available on all the different platforms, Spotify and iTunes, and you know all that kind of stuff. Uh, the State of the Union podcast comes out each week. We'll record it. I'll, I'll record it tomorrow, and then it comes out on Tuesday. Myself and the great David Mossy over there. Uh, Fox. I continue to you know to work for Fox. I'll be here. I'll be in uh, this summer in uh, Paris doing that wonderful Groundhog Day for six weeks for the Women's World Cup. Can't can't wait for that. And then we talked about the Gold Cup. at both the Women's World Cup and the uh, uh, the uh, the Gold Cup, the Men's Gold Cup, uh, are going to be on Fox. So it's a summer of soccer upon us, guys. And. Listen, uh, I I appreciate everything that you do. Uh, I wish you all the luck going forward, and uh, I thank you for all your efforts when it comes to soccer in the United States. It's uh, It's a labor of love for all of us and something that's near and dear.
0: Thanks again, Alexi. All right, guys.
3: Always a great time talking to Alexi Lawless to discuss his hot takes. And he hit us with a really hot take today. Guys, what do you make of what what Alexi was saying about Christian Pulisic and his play? And, you know, is he the best player on this team currently? He's not the
0: best player on the team currently under the Greg Berlhalter system because Christian Pulisic has not found his role. Simple fact. Okay? Jake, you agree? Yes or no? Because I know we disagree on the larger point being made.
2: I think, yeah, I, I think playing him as number 10, you're not getting the most out of Christian Pulisic right now. Right. So I he, will agree. He deserves
0: on, the I think he, and Alexi, I think agreed with us. He be, He's best on the wing. Cristiano Ronaldo is best on the wing. Lionel Messi's best in the position he plays. Andrea Pirlo was best at playing his position. Go on through the list. Wayne Rooney is best at playing the position designed for Wayne Rooney. He's not going to turn into a goalkeeper, a right-back, whatever position that is. However, talent alone, I think Christian Pulisic is the most talented player in U.S. men's national team history.
2: History. History. History, huh?
0: Yes. And he's 20 years old. I said this two years ago when he was 18, when he was a debutante in the Copa America. I single-handedly think Christian Pulisic is the most talented player U.S. men's national team has ever seen. Now, can that change in three, four years when the youngsters start to mature and Pulisic is 26 and Tyler Adams is 23, 24, 25, whatever age he may be? Could that flip? Absolutely. As of right now, March twenty fourth, 2019, it's Christian Pulisic.
2: I thought Alexi made an interesting point in that if Christian Pulisic played for the New England Revolution, would he be perceived as the best player in the national team or for 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 for, for, for the for the pool in general? And that I mean, it's no, it, no, he wouldn't be perceived as the best player because he's not playing Wait. for a European club. What?
0: Landon Donovan played for the LA Galaxy. Was he not viewed as the best player? During his tenure, I
2: think he had moments, but I st- I would still say Clint Dempsey was a better player than Lennon Donovan. I think Lennon Donovan had these uh, the like the goal against uh, Algeria in the twenty ten World Cup, right at right at the death of the match. Yes, yeah, but he Landon has a Donovan like that, that burnt that is that burns into fans' mind of oh my god, Landon Donovan literally won us that game, and I. He had big moments like that but I still I would still say Clint Dempsey's probably the best player to ever put on that national team shirt yeah but I cannot wait for the firestorm I'm gonna get on Twitter by the way
0: yeah at unc Sam soccerpot at Jake Watroba at Kafai, at Stephen Jodrand at Alexi Lawless agree or disagree I don't know but he, here's the thing is Clint Dempsey played for big clubs in in Europe he helped Fulham reach the Europa League final beat Juventus scored a stunner played for Tottenham yet Landon Donovan who failed in Europe played at the Los Angeles Galaxy and he was viewed as the most talented player or most important player
3: I think it's I think Jake is a point in terms of that bias you know like kind of like a weird emotional bias like Whenever I talk to people who barely watch, like, you know, like soccer and they mention national, they're like, oh, yeah, Landon Donovan, is he still playing or something like that? Like, that name is always attached to something because of that goal. And I think Jake is also right by saying get moments of brilliance as well. Now, I think we're going to question of at the way he's playing at the club level, if he was playing for Revolution, would he be considered best player? No, I don't think so. And no, no, he'd but would he, consi- be considered. He'd be considered like a, a, a Jordan Morris. Am I wrong by, by saying that?
0: No, but here's the thing. If Christian Pulisic was playing at the Revs, for however long and he gets linked like a Tyler Adams to Europe, the yes, it changes, but it also displays how talented he is. People in the soccer world will recognize the talent that he is or this individual may be. So I, I think there's there's a middle ground to this. But let me hear your takes on this, guys. Is Christian Pulisic single-handedly the most talented player right now for the U.S. men's national team? On his talent alone, not his role or his position under Greg Berhalter. Because I think there's a distinction to be made. Watching the game last Thursday, it was not Christian Pulisic the most talented player Based off those ninety minutes,
2: I would say right now he is the most talented player. But I would also say that Tyler Adams uh, is nipping at his heels right now.
3: Yeah, so I mean, I would, I would have to agree that talent wise, he's there. But Adams and McKinney are right behind him. they're and when I mean right behind him, I mean very close to potentially passing has, him. I
0: mean, go ahead. Has the gap closed since Adams between? Made- between those guys? Yeah.
3: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. The way Adams has transitioned into a team like Leipzig and the Bundesliga is phenomenal. And, you know, being able to cover all that ground has been great. McKenny being versatile, also, you know, being being one of the more important players for Schalke. Look, I hate to be that guy about Pulisic. And, like, I love Pulisic more than anyone. I mean, I, we, me and Steven, were always talking about him during, after that Trinidad match, saying this is the guy who has heart and whatever. But, He's not the most important player for Dortmund right now, or like one of the most important players. He's coming off the bench. McKinney is that guy because without McKinney, we'll we'll see with Schalke, they might be going down, down into the the second Bundesliga. So, and Adams has been a crucial part of the team, too.
0: Look, man, I'm just saying, like. All right, guys. Let's move it on to asking this question. Who is the number 10 within this U.S. men's national team?
2: Steven, I want to ask Armand actually this question based on the conversation you and I had earlier this afternoon. Armand, I posed this to Steven. He kind of thought it was crazy, I think. To me, it seems like the player best suited to play that number 10 role right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At Jake
0: Retrova is who Michael get Bradley? ready for this. At Jake the player
2: I think who is best suited to play the number 10 right now for the U.S. men's national team is Tyler Adams. Uh, what, what, what's the things backing up your t- your take? I just think he's the best distributor on the team. I mean, fair I, enough. I think you need that at at, at, uh, at that position. Why, why
3: wouldn't you want Adams at the sixth then? If He's the best distributor on your team. Wouldn't you want your 10 to be a little bit more creative? In terms of creativity and, you know, gain those moments of brilliance. If you want a distributor, why don't you throw him at the six?
2: I, they don't look threatening going forward. Let's just—I'm just, just going to say that right now—they don't look threatening. I think the number ten in the striker role is um, a spot that there are a lot of question marks at right now. And yes, you—you you can argue he should be playing at number six based on how well he distributes the ball. But I also think he should be playing at number ten just because. They really don't have anybody else who can create for themselves. Would you? Would you disagree with that? I mean, well, outside, Pul- Pulisic, outside of Pulisic, yeah. And what? And what did we say just five minutes ago? Was that he's a Christian winger. Pulisic? No, Christian Pulisic is better suited to play out wide.
0: Yeah, right. But I think the problem with the number ten position it also assumes a level of leadership. And I think we are still struggling to find that leader after, believe it or not, Michael Bradley. I know there's a lot of criticism and we've criticized him on the show, but there is there right now they are searching for that next leader, and I do not think Christian Pulisic is necessarily that individual to be that leader.
2: Guys, Steven, Stephen, you're definitely right. Christian Pulisic is 20 years old. I think it's preposterous for anybody to throw the leadership role onto his shoulders. He's 20 years old. That should still be Michael Bradley, John
0: Brooks. I think Trap, maybe. I'm not. I know Tim Ream. Trap held the captaincy. Brooks, maybe you give it to a goalkeeper. I, 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 but then again, I don't know if I really want my goalkeeper to be that captain when he is, you know, stuck in his goal goalkeeping box. And I'd much rather have somebody who plays the field than he's able to talk to the referee. He's able to command things. He's able to calm things. he He's another mouthpiece of burhalter on the pitch.
3: I don't think a mouthpiece of the position the, the captain is, to be honest with you. I mean, he could be wherever, man. As long as he's the leader of a team, which right now on that pitch, I'd probably agree. It's probably more of like, like a Tim Ream. Depending on that lineup, I would probably select Tim Ream as well. Um, you know, just a guy who's a level head, who's had experience, who's probably a little bit older. I don't think Pulisic is ready for Kemp's armband arm yet. And that's not, like, a knock on him at all. It's just, just guys that are more experienced, have experienced more things, know how to do things, you know, in a different way. Um, but I don't, I, mean, I don't think it really matters positionally where you, you, you choose your captain. Or if you're 10s if you're a leader, I mean, it's whatever, man. Like, you, you just need, like, certain leaders on the field. I mean, yeah. I feel like, it, I, I, you know, in that in that system you have you could make an argument you yeah, have john brooks you could you could say tim marim from from the roster that was there you could say will trap even if you really want to i mean i'm not sure if he's a good option in that instance like i said i mean i don't think it really matters position wise
0: listeners if you haven't had a chance to go listen to part one yesterday we talked about the ecuador game obviously our first several minutes of our interview with alexi lawless but Fellas, this is a conversation that we've had off the show. We've been wanting to talk about it on the show. We just haven't had a chance. Chelsea Football club's transfer window freeze was upheld by FIFA. And now the questions begin. Christian Pulisic to Chelsea is now suddenly a much more important player. Are we concerned at all with this?
1: Uh, Not really.
2: No, I'm not. Tell me, sure? tell tell me why you're not concerned? Because I, I was in the boat that when he made the move and people said, "Oh no, not Chelsea! He's gonna be part of the Chelsea loan army. He's gonna have all this pressure playing in England. They're not a stable club. You know, this is gonna be problems for Christian Pulisic." I was in the boat that said, "No, he'll be fine. They didn't bring, they didn't spend seventy five million dollars, whatever the price tag was, to have him be loaned out back to Borussia Dortmund or to have him." Sit on the bench and be subbed in for Pedro or whoever.
3: I think someone will realize the immense talent that Pulisic has. Uh, like we we we've talked about, when I, I mentioned how I gaped the gap is closing, but like I talked about, I think people are going to see the talent that he has, and whether it's going to be a new manager, uh, which I mean I'm, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if it was. Uh, he might be used in a much different way. If it's sorry, sorry, we'll know how to implement him. And that way, you look, you're not going to buy ever $75 million pounds or whatever it is to have him sit on the bench because that's just terrible business. He's going to have to play at some point. And he's going to have a chance to prove himself. It's going to be on him if he's going to take the onus and play well.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I don't know how you're not concerned, Armand. Landon Donovan... Talking about Pulisic on ESPN. Oh, Landon Uh, Donovan. Caught offside.
3: He he probably wishes that Pulisic was playing for the Galaxy or something.
0: (laughs) He says, quote, I am a little concerned. I think American fans should be a little bit. I understand the situation at Dortmund now. They are not going to play a player who is leaving six months. The beauty of the situation with Christian is that he, by all accounts from what I have seen, has a really good head on his shoulders, likes to compete, and is oozing with talent. He continues to say from that standpoint, it should be fine. But what happens if you go to Chelsea, who fortunately for him have a two window transfer band, but have a bunch of talented players, and he doesn't get a chance to play that's I think that's a real concern because Armand, what happens if he fails? At Chelsea now, I know I can already hear Twitter going. Hey, what about all the Kevin De Bruyner's and Mohamed Salah's? Yeah, fine, but they failed at Chelsea, and what did people think of those players when they did fail at Chelsea?
3: If he fails at Chelsea, another team's gonna snap him up. It's not like he's he goes back go to and, the Bundesliga. He'll go back somewhere. It's not like he's gonna go and his career's dead. But I, how like, can you not? Only twenty be, years old.
0: How can you not concern that? He has so much pressure now at Chelsea Football Club that the spotlight's going to be costly on him. Like it's going to screw with his psyche a little bit.
3: Well, he has to get used to at some point because it was going to happen. If you if you want to be the best player in the world, the spotlight's going to come at some point. Is that your goal as a soccer player? Well, yeah. You want to be the best in the world.
0: But what I'm saying is, it's got to be a little bit concerning. I, I get it. Donovan thinks he has a good head on him. Fine. I think he he's a smart. He says the right things. He does the right things. He's a quiet guy. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing whatsoever. But my concern is his poor play at Chelsea. What do you do with the U.S. men's national team? Do you, as a coach, call up a player that does not get consistent playing time at the club? I know that's a huge debate among other national teams is do you select a player who is obviously very talented but does not play regular minutes at their club?
2: I mean, the U.S. isn't in a position to be picking and choosing what players. If if he's one of the best players in the pool, the U.S. We'll is not. will choose him every time. We'll, we'll they, they're not Brazil. Time. They're not Brazil. They can't pick. The, Brazil, if, if Brazil didn't want to pick Willian, well, that's fine. They don't need to because they have other players who are as good or better than Willian if they want to. If, if Willian's not getting playing time at Chelsea. However, the U.S. is not fortunate like that where they just have this infinite amount of talent that they can pick and choose from. I, however, am a little bit concerned with the fact that it sounds like Pulisic is just going to be the heir apparent to Eden Hazard. Now he, he's just going to get Hazard's probably going to, going to go to Real Madrid this summer, and they're just going to throw Pulisic in and replace Hazard. I think that's a that's that's a lot of pressure to put on a twenty year old kid to say you're going to replace the face of this club, and we spent seventy five million dollars on you. Go do, go do your thing. Let's go. Let's see Who, it. Who's I the manager Who's the manager next year for Chelsea? I don't think it's going to be Mauricio Sarri. I'm sorry. No pun intended <laughs> there. Um, it's, I, I don't think he'll be in charge based on how unstable Chelsea is. They fire managers. Well, th- th-
0: but that's a huge concern for a new player. Is who's in charge? What's the leadership going to be? What if he finds a coach that says, you know, you're a talented player, but I don't see you in my system. Or you're not as a as of an important player in my system. You're and right it, and
2: that's that's where I'm concerned and I and for all the people who are going to sit here and tell me oh he should have went to Liverpool, I don't think Liverpool was the right place for him either because of how much talent they have. I don't think he would have saw the field all that much and then you would have been brought to the question of well if he's not playing, should he be called up? I Me and Stephen talked about this. I think he was better suited to go to Tottenham. I think he would have fit in perfectly at Tottenham. He would have got playing time. He would have played for a great coach, Mauricio Pochettino. He wouldn't have had the pressure placed on him to perform because Deli Alli and Harry Kane are there. He would have just been the, the, you know, played third fiddle to those two. And I think that would have been a perfect situation for him. I think being thrusted into Chelsea, being asked to replace Eden Hazard, if that transfer to Real Madrid does happen or wherever he plans to go. If Mauricio Sarri is fired, I think... Christian Pulisic, is set up to fail. And like Armand said, he might fail. He's not going to go and play in China and just wash out and no one's going to hear from him again. He's going to come
3: to MLS or something like that. Like, he's, just, he's not going to go to no, MLS. No, no, he's okay. not
0: coming to MLS. But exactly,
3: he won't go to MLS,
2: right? He'll probably go back,
0: back to, to Bundesliga. or
2: or wherever. You're right. But if you're a fan of the U.S. soccer, you want to see your players climb this ladder. You don't – Chelsea's a big club. But how cool would it be if Christian Pulisic kicked ass at Chelsea and all of a sudden he gets – sold off to an even bigger club. Not saying that's gonna happen, but
0: or not. I'm just saying
2: it 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 seems as though Christian Pulisic with the situation at Chelsea right now is almost being set up to fail.
0: Well we'll I mean we'll see. And last point, it's the Premier League. We know the transition to the Premier League is often rough and tough. And it's not gonna be the easiest thing. So if he comes out flying out of the gates, great. That's a great sign. But if there's struggle, I think there needs to be patience. He's 20 years old. Patience. And Chelsea Football Club, do they scream patience? I don't think so.
3: No, I mean, I agree. Um, we, we've seen it consistently, you know. They've fired managers, players move on before they bloom, etc. You know what? Look, I, if Pulisic fails there, he's going to have an opportunity somewhere else. And if he does great there, he's going to be a star. So let's see what happens. Cole under pressure, turns up the diamonds right so let's see what happens when when Christian has some pressure on him
0: alright well there we go at Armand at Jake Watroba at Stephen Jodder at Unc Sam Soccer Pod make sure you go back listen to both parts send us your thoughts comments concerns maybe our takes are a little too hot for you we'll see we'll be back take care My local coffee shop is my Penn State World Campus Classroom, giving me the full Penn State experience online. It's home to thousands of students working together with faculty to advance our careers, change our careers, or finally earn our degree. My classroom is just like every Penn State classroom, because it's getting me to where I want to be. Click on the ad or visit worldcampus.psu.edu to learn more.